Hey, Connor. Hi. Hey, mate. Let's hope we don't get copyright for that one today. What's this? Three weeks in a row. Three weeks in a row of copyright. The copyright content. strikes. That's a banger. Surely that's a banger. What? It's not my fault. I've never heard it. In you my haven't. Life. It's all over the radio. Uh, radio schmadio. You think I listen to that shite? I, I walk around the house and it's just like playing. On the radio, and I'm like, it's not my fault. I'm riding that Mean Girls high at the moment. If, if the, you turn on the radio, all it is is the same songs. It's Miley Cyrus, it's Dua Lipa, it's... Renee Rapp. Renee Rapp. It's not my fault. And Megan, like, Megan like, V. Like, Stallion. Like, like, bit of Doja. Bit of Ed Sheeran. It's not my fault obsessed with me. And in an hour's time, they'll just replay them. And replay them. Well, have you, noticed that, have you noticed that we talk about the same topics often on this podcast mm-hmm. over and over again? Sometimes within an hour's time, mm-hmm. it's the same thing. Yeah, I think I think it's a, it is almost a creator's job to try to... Rinse um, and repeat. <laughs> no, to try not to do that. <laughs> to try and Fair. be um, original enough to try and keep an audience and engage them. For, it's not my fault. And Is that the song name? I don't get. Do you it's want to tell the audience your obsession this week? I'm just really into Mean Girls. Okay, for a film that you didn't really like, it's literally all you've been talking about. You've been texting me. Well, about I'm it like too. a sucker for 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 uh, for musicals. So, um, like the music's just been in my head the whole time. It's there's a, there's a yeah there's a. <laughs> You're gonna love that episode, of Doctor Who. The musical episode. Oh, I literally was thinking that eh? Because I've been in the vibe for musicals since then. I, I rewatched La La Land the other day. I can see you're having a fun day. Meet my friend. She's Ruby Sunday. We are a Doctor Who podcast, folks. We are a 50% Doctor Who podcast. We like to we like to talk about Doctor Who 50% of the time. Today we're going to be talking about Ark in Space as our main feature, our main sort of review. But that'll be coming up a little bit later in the show. Uh huh. You had your mouth open. I thought you were going to say um, something. Yeah, well, you always... I thought I'd bring something new in every week. Right, Because awesome. you've been saying that to me. So, I got... Um, I got... Mon- Monsuta? Mon- Monsuta? I've, drank, I've drank these beers. They're a Japanese beer. I was going to say, it's Japanese, yeah. Yeah, it's, I tried their beer and it's really nice. But this is a um, an alcoholic pineapple vodka. Is that two Shriku? standard drinks? Uh, yeah, don't tell my mom. Wow, and it's not a massive count either, so that's Yeah, nice. 7.3. Um, it's even got... I know you can't see, but it's got a like, Japanese writing Damn. on it. And it's got the little... Um, what are they called when you're blind? It's got the little... Oh, they... You know, that was... Uh, yeah. I can't... Fuck. I, you know, when you're blind, you can only touch... Yeah, I know the word, but I can't think of it right now. I love it. A blind is person it... in, a, in a bar, right. like... That's can, please. This is... this. Oh, pineapple... Um, that sounds good to pineapple. me. Pineapple. Uh, let's try it. That is great. That's really... And that's one thing I noticed in Japan was how like inclusive they were. They did have a lot of mm. Is it called like Bry? Brine? Brine? Brine like is in tuna. Right, maybe not that. But it's <laughs> there was a lot of like everything I love had that. Uh, that sort of accessibility yeah. about it, which was really good. You always can touch dude I smell that. That smells beautiful. I smell the pineapple. Ooh. Ooh. That's Sorry, might have got a little bit too close than that for what you would like. Mm. Alright, let's try it. Have the taste test mate. The taste test of death. Wow, that literally tastes just like pineapple. Yeah, it's good. I'm drinking a Canadian Club and Dry today, which, you know Standard what? bitch. I don't think I've drunk that on the pod before. Maybe I have. Maybe there I've- was a time when you had the the just the spirit. Oh. Uh, so I was pre-mixing it myself. You pre-mixed, yeah, like a machine. Yeah, okay, yeah. Back in the day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, these were just hanging around in the fridge, so I thought, thought why not? Um, yeah. I love, you always say that. You always say, like, I have so much stuff in the fridge i swear in my house nothing lasts like <laughs> well we a had weekend. a we had a big 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 
classic old school Bucks party at my house a couple of weeks ago. And, old school, um, baby. We had a oh, yeah, you know what I'm saying. Old school. Um, we had a <laughs> we had a lot of drinks left over from that, and so they sort of got split up between. Um, yeah, obviously we we hosted it at this house and. Uh, you know, groomsmen took a few and stuff, but we ended up with a, a lot of free alcohol at the house. So that was the nice. rule is if you leave it, it's mine. It's mine. Yeah, that's, that's mine. That's a Star Wars: The Force Awakens reference. If anyone gives a fuck about Star Wars, Mandalorian and Grogu, oh, what's that, going on there? Oh, that's um, um, Simon Pegg's character. Yeah. What do you think about this Mandalorian and Grogu movie? What do I think about it? I think yeah. it's a fucking. I don't. I couldn't give less of a shit. Mm. Like, how could you possibly? How could you take the most precious cinema moment in my life mm. i don't think i'll ever feel as hyped as i ever was for anything ever the force awakens. again than the yeah. force awakens yeah my heart beating out of my chest when the fucking oh. lucas film shrine Luke skywalker up. has vanished oh just nothing no no drug in come? the world i didn't come but oh, damn. no drug in the world just me then. possibly a few people did turn the flash off you fucking moron <laughs> da, 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 da. he's seen that Someone in the midnight screen. <laughs> I'll never forget our midnight screening for it. Um, when spoiler alert, when Kylo Ren stabs uh, or lightsabers, whatever you want to call it, uh, Han Solo. Yeah. Um, obviously, our audience was like, <gasps> there's like a couple of little gasps, and someone like freaked out so much that they had their lightsaber in their hand and they clenched it and like it was like dead silent right. and then you just said, yeah. and this and massive it, red lightsaber ignited. It, it kind of got us ready for things to come. You well, know? it was as it happened in the movie, really. So Wow. Yeah, it, it's crazy times. Yeah. yeah, Mandalorian Grogu can get fucked. The worst thing is the name. Why are they calling it that? Just give it a good name. I think... Uh, it, that just seems like such a working title. I think, mm. I think it's because they know that, you know, Grogu is a fucking money-printing machine. general public don't associate the name Grogu with Baby Yoda. They know him as Baby Yoda. They don't really give a shit about the nerdy name Grogu. So it's like... I think The Mandalorian, the movie, works better as a title. I feel like a lot of general public will be like, who the fuck's Grogu? Also, as well, I think I think this will be the first time we'll see a Star Wars movie. Um, I'm not trying to say it will like, underperform massively, but I think we'll see a bit of a dip. Yeah. Considering we haven't had a Star Wars film since, what, 2019? Mm-hmm. 2019? Yes, that was Rides of Skywalker, Rides of Sky, that fucking absolute S- piece of garbage. Speaking of dips, we have a Kofi... Um, Whoa, dip as because a dip uh, dip into your pockets and share some love. Yes, that's definitely what I was going for there. Okay, um, <laughs> so you can donate to our Kofi. It's linked down below. I've also got a Twitter and Instagram at Fifty Doctor. I uh, would like to chat over there, and you can follow us on TikTok at the Fifty Percent Doctor Who Podcast. Uh, no, at at Fifty Doctor Who. I've really fucked this up today. That's at, right. At Fifty Doctor Who on TikTok. And don't forget to subscribe if you haven't already on the YouTube channel. On the Spotify, hit us with that five-star rating. We'd love to look good. 50, 50, 50, 50, 50, 50, 50, 50, 50 percent. What is this I held in my hand? Ah, uh, it's a purple envelope, audio it's listeners. It's a card from Vinny. Every year, Vinny sends us a card. And this time, I forgot to bring it in multiple uh, It's times. now mid-February, and Connor has finally brought in... Lovely Christmas card from Vinny. Did she make that herself? Yes, she did. Oh, that's amazing. It reads, to Con and Aiden. Ah, I'm glad I'm on there too. Happy Christmas to you both. Thank you for being... Thank you for... I can fucking... Didn't this this happen last time? This is awkward. Thank you for being my closest pals despite living on the other side of the world. I love you both dearly. Plus, cannot wait to hurry out 
uh, to see you in person one day. Love, Vin. Thank Aww. you so much. Thanks, Vin. That's very sweet. And by the way, I wanted to say, uh, this is the thing that I thought we could do. If you ever want to send us mail, DM me on Instagram and I might start a thing. Where Only fans. It's not an fucking hell. It's a, it's like maybe like I don't want to say like a PO box, but there must be like there must be like a public place where you can send mail to. Obviously, I'm not going to give my address. Um, but if you do want to send us something for us to open on the show, if that's if anyone wants to, mm-hmm. DM me on Instagram. I can probably give like a public area, like a public post office where you can send it to, mm-hmm. and um, we can open on the show. Um, don't don't send stuff into my mailbox. Uh, with peace and love, it will be tossed. <laughs> If I don't know it's coming, it goes to my mailbox, it'll be tossed. So just DM me and and say if you want to. I don't know if people want to do that. One time... But we'll try and figure something out. I don't know. I don't know if people want to do that. But. One time we did Secret Santa with my friend group. And um, uh, my friend got a, a, a big dildo in as part of the Secret Santa, right? How big are we talking? Uh, like, it was just a good one. Okay. You know, like intimidating to me, you know. Oh, okay. Anyways... um. I think a couple of days later, it was my birthday and they re-gifted it to me as part of their birthday present to, and they gave it to me and I was like, that's great. I love that I have a dildo now. So when actual Christmas came by, I uh, just packaged it up and just left it by their front door with a little note that says, love from your secret Santa. Turns out their parents oh. opened the door, saw this box, saw that it was like a little sus thing saying, love from your secret Santa. And... Um, Apparently, there was like a crazy family friend that was like going nuts at them and was like giving death threats to the family. So they thought it was a bomb. So what? They took it out into the back garden, opened it in the back garden with a rake, like two meters away with a rake. And then, um, and then my mate saw it all happening and he was like, oh, whoa, 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 and just had to like pick this dildo up in front of his parents and be like, oh, yep, I think that's from Aiden. Wait. So when you say so, it was when you said it was used, given to you. It was secondhand. Had someone taken it out and physically? No, no, used no. It? it was a. It, it was, was still in its packaging. Yeah, it was just given to someone in Secret Santa, and they was gave it, it still to in me. its packaging. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, because I was going to say, how did you know someone didn't use it? Because it was in its packaging. It was fine. Could someone have taken it out and put it back in? Does it fucking matter? I don't know, man. There's a lot going around these days. Ah, yeah, I'll give me Apparently that. Apparently, one in. Five people have an STD. I keep seeing all these adverts on YouTube. Just trying to enjoy this could myself after work. Or you fucking hear all these safe sex adverts. I'm safe, but still, you can never be too safe. So I guess slightly some news. I love these collection trailers as much as the next guy. Okay, little short films that come out every time that they're doing a trailer. Um, written and directed by Pete McTie, and I think executive produced by him as well. Uh, and they're a great way of just like promoting new series, getting fans hyped to buy them. They're apparently not happening anymore. Pete McTyre said that they are, they're being rested for a little bit. Apparently, they've got like one or two more in the can in various stages. So, we'll probably get a couple more. But then they're going to take a break. He says that they're like really hard work to get done. So, they're going to be taking a little bit of a break. Now, before you get give your two cents, because you've got your negative face on already, Connor. I know where you're going with this. How do you know? Um, Boy, you know me so well. I eh? do. Just negativity. Uh, a... Would be for me uh, the whole idea of they need a rest, maybe yeah, because because they're so hard to do and stuff. Maybe not everyone has to be done by Pete McTie. That's a an answer. I love Pete McTie's work; he's incredible on them. But take a break. 
have a Kit Kat. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's not what I'm saying. <laughs> B, um, but B, I kind of want to break from them. As much Wait, as what? Yeah, as much as point A sounded like this I was. This is the biggest. This is the biggest. Uh, 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 I'm so tired. Plot twist. Plot twist. Fuck, what's wrong with me? Mm-hmm. This is the biggest plot twist in 50% history. Hang on a bit. I love them Are as much serious? as the next guy, but 100%. I think. Um, I think. How can you just keep topping them? You know, how can you keep upping them? I, like, I wouldn't mind. I still want some kind of celebration thing, but like the one for. The very first one they did was, I think, for season 19, Davison's first season. And it was, like, basically just, like, a little comedic bit on a plane, from what I remember. Like, it was super low-key. It wasn't massive VFX or anything like that. I'm like, I don't mind if we maybe just go back to something like that. Like, something... And it wasn't in character or anything like that. It was, like, Davison and, I think, Janet Fielding, like, being them as people. Which I'm like... Yeah, I don't know if we have to keep going through these massive drama things. I kind of miss the comedy that came with just, you know, the old gang just think, having a laugh. I think there was comedy in the in the in the bits, the what the short films. Leela's time war. Only jumping kangaroos. Me old travelling partners turned to a snake. What are you on about? <laughs> that's what. I'm oh, about. is that what? <laughs> so that's my that's my Tegan impression. Only <laughs> kangaroos. Oh. Me mates turned into a fucking snake. Yeah, dot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dot. Me mates turn into a fucking slivery, 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 slivery snake. Slivery, oh. <laughs> no, not Adric. That, that fucking snake. That snake, Adric. Um. Okay, that's a that's a plot twist. So you just wanna, you just wanna see like Pete Davidson like smoking a doobie on a couch being like oh remember when we made that TV show I'm like yeah let's just strip it back let's Doctor just Who. put Pete in a fucking in a studio against a white backdrop Whoa. and like just just making a couple of quick gags like like him be like how shit season 21 <laughs> <laughs> yeah now buy the box set I'll probably just slide it off well no but you know what I mean like play into the campiness of it like make like I don't know just, just something a little bit more simple I do want it's like, I'm just like, maybe slightly fatigued from the craziness of the ones that we've had. I do love them and very grateful for them. But I, uh, yeah, I, I wouldn't mind just settling down a little bit. You feel otherwise. Well, who am I to say, really? I mean, I, I don't collect these box sets. I know how much they mean to people. And I mm. think, I think honestly, every single time I would see that they put this much effort into it, I thought, wow, they're actually, they're actually are putting an effort, which I was yeah. wondering how long it was going to last because we know how how much Doctor Who just really cares about their fans, particularly when it comes to Blu-ray box sets. <laughs> um, I guess my second point is, uh, you know, why not get Peter Davison to do a few? I mean, like, we know that he wanted to do The Five-ish Doctors too. Like, why can't he do oh, a like, bit? Oh, like, right. Yeah. Like, yeah, do him. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what is it? Because Pete's too busy? Well, he, he, he sort of... It was, like, a little vague. It was at a BFI, so I don't think there's an exact quote out there or anything, but he sort of said like you know we've got a, a couple done they're like really hard to do sort of alluded that he was maybe a little bit busy but um <laughs> yeah i think <laughs> he's like yeah like his husband like bloody hell barry they're asking me to do another one of these fucking shorts for these dumbass collection sets i'm fucking out up there with those bullshit skits <laughs> is this your pete mctye impression yeah yeah fair <laughs> fair. no I, I i you know we've seen tales of the tardis give you know my boy who I love, I simp Phil Ford. Mm-hmm. You know, he did the Target yeah, novel. Do him, yeah. I've just named two great candidates. Mm-hmm. Phil Ford, um, Peter SNL's Pete Davison, 
you know, we we have we have them stacked up. They're quite frankly SNL speed. That prat their legs are practically behind their fucking ears right now. Yeah, ready to ready to take it. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, I yeah. It's just it, with this fucking TV show. It's just one fucking disaster after another. <laughs> there's always it's just it's like what's what's gonna happen next week? Like there's I, always some fucking bullshit happen. Millie Gibson. This shit. Season one delayed till May. <laughs> Which we didn't know until we got the yeah. So it wasn't really delayed, but when you titled like, it like, like let's that. break let's break it to them once they know it's coming out in May. Let's break it to them that they could have it earlier, but that they, they could have had it. Yeah, they yeah. could have had it. It's like there's always some fucking bullshit around the corner. My other thought about these trailers, right, being canned for a little bit, is that maybe the budget can be used elsewhere a little bit. Purely, uh, I'm I'm sort of looking more at the '60s Who stuff where it's like. There's A, a lot of missing episodes. I see what you mean. And, okay. And B, a lot more episodes per season to remaster. Okay, I get So right. maybe they need more budget to remaster because the, the seasons are like, they go like, they're like 26 episodes in like um, most of Who. So from like Third Doctor onwards is about 26 episodes per season. But then in like 60s Who, they're like 30 to 40 episodes per season. So they, and they only put the cost up like a tiny bit each time. So... Maybe they need to put more budget towards that. I don't understand. Maybe, and I know this is a big if, and probably would never happen, and people are going to be like, you know nothing about animations. None of us know how much these big trailers cost to make. Maybe there's an element of some budget with that, plus some budget being pulled from somewhere else. Maybe there's a way that we could get some form of animation, or at least a better way to experience some of the missing episodes in the collection sets. Maybe not fully animated, but maybe like they can just do something more interesting with the stills. I don't know. Do you get what I mean, though? Totally, yeah. Uh, that Look, you're, you're looking at it from a technical standpoint, which is good. Mm-hmm. You know, I think... I think it's a, sh- I th- I think it's a shame, because I know how much it means to people, and I, I always check them out. Like mm. They don't fucking work on you, though. You don't buy them. Uh, I've explained my setup at home enough times to you, Aiden. If you, if you choose not to listen, that's your fucking he problem. He goes home and he decides he doesn't like <laughs> Doctor Who every time. <laughs> <laughs> no, he I steps just, through. I, he steps out the I, office and he's like, thank fuck it, I don't think about that shit again. Uh, no, I, I, I would collect them. I, I think I like to support stuff like this. Like, I really do. And, uh, you know, I, I think uh, considering I've become a bit of a classic connoisseur myself. Connoisseur. You know, a connoisseur. I think, I think, it, is, I think it is worth supporting. Um, I have felt a bit fucked by Doctor Who a bit recently so the idea of spending my precious dollar mm. is a bit um t- is tedious the word or is that just the word I came up with tedious yeah okay I'm yeah alright well done I don't know we, like, we got there but like you know I simp Terrence Dicks you know like I'm, I'm keen for more of his mm. third Doctor shenanigans I uh, couldn't tell you what he writes for I think he writes a lot more didn't you read a book by Terrence Dicks maybe Oh no! I, why don't I'm thinking of the season seven head showrunner, who has a similar name. Maybe. Imagine having a last name Dicks. <laughs> that should be your last name. What man. a what a what a what a what a stitch up. Can we talk about something called the Ark in Space? I am so fucking keen to talk about. You're this. keen to talk about classic Doctor Who. Hundred and ten percent. Hundred and ten. You never like talking about classic Doctor Who, mate. That's that's a lie. You you're, every- you're, again, you're choosing you're choosing to follow your narrative and not mine. Last week, I told you we're gonna do Ark in Space, I know I said and last you week. you said this is the worst thing that you could ever ask me to do. 
I don't go that far. I don't want to ever want to watch classic Doctor Who ever, I didn't ever again. Say. No, you told me. You said I'm fucking done with this podcast. If I have to watch one more episode yes, of fucking classic yes. Doctor Who, yeah, listen to Aiden over me. The body, he's so he's so right all the time. Let's get on with the review. Go ahead, Aiden. Read the, the Ark in space. It was the second serial of season twelve of Doctor Who. It was the fourth Doctor's first full post-regenerative story. It proceeded from a mild cliffhanger at the end of Robot, showing what happened after Harry Sullivan climbed into the police box in Unit's laboratory. It importantly established the location of Nova Beacon, which could be the narrative link pin of the season. Which, it, we're coming back to the space station. Is the, Did you just spoil it? It's not really. We'll be back. Oh, you spoiled it. I just read the synopsis. I didn't want to know that. I'm just reading the synopsis as we no. go. I'm just reading the synopsis as we I go, was Connor. I'm so curious to know what it was, and now you fucking said it. I'm, I, just, I can't. I've never read the synopsis in my life. Oh, I... We're coming back to the Ark, right? Well, apparently. I don't know. We're coming back to the Ark. Great. The Ark in space had a somewhat... Okay, no, we don't need to go into all that. But essentially, the Doctor and the gang, they land on an Ark in space. Ha! <laughs> Who fucking knew? Who knew? Okay. And this arc has a whole bunch of humans uh, that... Very uh, alien. They The humans fled Earth because there was a solar flare coming in. It was supposed to be like the last survivors of Earth. Is this from End of the World? No, this is like a solar flare before End of the World because the Earth is still in one piece currently. So it's just like a solar flare has come out and probably wiped out most of civilization and stuff like that. Lucky. Um, so these guys... I think, did they say like 10,000 people or 5,000 people um, in humanity? They were all sort of paired up with romantic partners and stuff like that. Most compatible partners okay. onto the ship, launched off into space uh, in the hope in that arc. in the in the hope that should Earth be fully destroyed, these guys will uh, be the future of humanity. Now they oversleep their, their time, they, their alarm clock didn't go off. Um, so it sounds the, like me every morning. <laughs> <laughs> so the Doctor Sarah Jane and good old Harry Sullivan hey, um, arrive on the Ark and yeah. um, start to <laughs> start to notice that something's not gone well, not gone to plan here. Yeah, and there's a little bit of an infestation. Mm. A couple of little buggy buggies that have infested little, the little place. Sluggy slugs. Sluggy slugs. So I thought the continue well the the mild uh, connection between mm-hmm. all this cereal. Uh, not to be confused with Cheerios. Get it? Oh, uh, <laughs> um, you go from like making the most horrific sexual joke what? and then. Horrific sexual joke do I make? They're basically oh, bending yeah. their legs over the back of their heads <laughs> to making a fucking joke about cereal. Anyways. So the joke. Not the joke, sorry. <laughs> the uh, connection is they come back to the arc. I thought it had something to do with the TARDIS. Because you mentioned in Robot. That you don't see the interior of the TARDIS. Because they don't come back to the space station until the finale. So a few things happen over the next few stories that keep them away from returning to the space station. So that's why they... Because the, the TARDIS is on the space station. And they don't make it back to the space station until the last story of the season. Right, so next week they don't... It's on Tarans. Yep, Sontaran experiment. there's no TARDIS. They go, no TARDIS. Yeah. Oh. That's so cool. So, you know how they teleport to Earth at the end of this story? I love that. So, the next... And it's on Titan Experiment. You're going to love this. It's only two episodes. <gasps> it's a two-parter. Oh. So, they land well, on Earth and, and well, it goes from there. 
You don't know how I feel about this episode. Can you go first? Because I want to build the suspense. You build the suspense? Okay. I want to build the suspense. Um, Ark in Space, I think I read in the little book that comes in the collection set that it is the 21st most highest rated story since... Uh, this was in 2013, this poll was done. So, you know, we're talking pre-Day the Doctor probably. Um, uh-huh. But up till that point, this was the 21st, I think, highest rated story of all Doctor Who. And whilst, for me, it's probably not the 21st highest rated story of Doctor Who... Sorry, does that include New Who? Yeah. Oh, please. Whilst for me, it's not the 21st. I do think this is a belter. I think it's a a cracking story. It's loads of fun. It has a fantastic setup. Uh, It expands nicely in parts two and three. Um, And then part four has a a good old ending. Connor, what do you think of the Ark in Space? I think you're crazy. You hated this? Crazily right. Oh, my goodness (laughs) Your face. Oh, my goodness me. How did I wa- I watched part one and two in the same night. Really? You liked yes. it that much? Ah, I'm a I'm a I'm an arc simp. Do you like the arc in space? I'm glad we've got one got a good I, one for you here. Uh, do you know what? So, I'm watching this shit going, Hey, maybe I am a classic Who fan, you know? Mm. Yeah, this was great. Cool. The suspense, the the story, it kept me engaged. Mm-hmm. I, I think it was Tuesday I watched... Uh, yeah, Tuesday I watched two parts. Wednesday I watched one. I finished today. I I found it incredibly enjoyable. Mm-hmm. I found part three probably the weakest. But apart from that, I I, I, I really loved it. I think they gave Harry more shit to do. I, uh, can I, can I yeah, talk about go that? Ahead, go ahead. Harry Sullivan. Mm-hmm. We were talking about in the Robot Review... A couple of weeks ago, we were saying how... Who is Harry? You know? Who's Harry? Who he's, is this man? He's there, but he's not there for the whole story. And then in part yeah. four, he drives a car and you're like, oh, he's the new companion. If right. you wouldn't have told me Harry Sullivan... No idea. The day, uh, not the day of the week before, I wouldn't have known who he was. In this serial, though, mm-hmm. he has a lot to say. Yeah. He says a lot. He's got a lot of dialogue, a lot of him and Tom just like fucking around, which is fun. Yeah. But, oh my God, never in my life have I seen a character... Be more present in a story, but have so little to do in it. Right. This guy literally walks around the spaceship and he's like, oh, what? Uh, he walks oh, around barefoot. He walks around. Yeah, he's, he's just in his fucking socks, flicking <laughs> switches, almost choking Elizabeth Flayton to death in, in an oxygen less. Yeah, he just presses a button and, and manages kills to. Her. Yeah, it's like, Harry, which button do you press? He's like, no, I didn't. I didn't, I didn't press no, the button. He's like, no, which one? He's like, no, no, it's like, all right. I think it, I think, and then he fucking takes 10 years to remember which one he just pushed like 10 seconds ago. Yeah, whilst, whilst poor Sarah Jane is literally suffocating to death. And even like after that, he just like walks around the whole story. He just walks around talking. He doesn't do anything. He's incredibly sexist too. He, he's, yeah, it's like the old, old school gentleman vibe. You know what I mean? Women should be at home making the yeah. tea when I'm down the pub with the boys. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. like, all right, I guess this was different in your day. Everything he does is just Sorry like for cooked. respecting women. He like walks around. He's like, surely there's a there's a defibrillator around here or something. Opens cupboard. Massive alien falls on top of him. <laughs> <laughs> this is a great... You know, do you know what was so funny? I, I think maybe why I enjoy it so much because everyone in the comments was like... Connor's gonna hate it. Mm. Um, you know, Connor the hater. Maybe I am the hater, but like, you know, I, I guess like I look, I I dragged my fucking heels to watch this. I was like, oh my god, I'm not. And if I want to do it, but I have to. Uh, you know, ten minutes in, I'm I'm rubbing my hands together, mm-hmm. eating my fucking Cheerios. 
That's why I do at night. I eat my eat my Cheerios. Oh, so there is a Cheerios reference. This yeah. that, that's a callback joke. We call them. I like the callbacks. You know, mm. eat my Cheerios. I guess that is true because yeah, I eat, I, eat, I eat cereal when I watch it. At night, I eat cereal. Um, that's not usually how. Usually, cereal is more of a. Morning. I'm a strange man. Got that right. Uh, I, I I I but I was enjoying it, and I was like, so when is this meant to get bad? And also, right. Doug said in the comments, this is Russell and Stephen's favorite classic Right, episode. really? And again, I asked a madman today, I've asked you, and you both can't seem to remember this. I could be tripping, but I, I swear, I swear I heard Russell say that, or, or I read it, but someone had a quote from him saying that, Ark in Space was a inspiration for Wild Beyond. Well, it's I, a similar premise. It that's why for. Yeah, I could be tripping. Someone, if you know, please reach out. Is Russell once again stealing ideas from Classic Who? Well, rubbing his hands. I, I think. I think that's kind of. <laughs> They're a, gonna love me. But also, it's kind of like maybe a little bit of a Waters of Mars as well yeah. with the, you know, yeah. the the touch and the spread and the. Yeah. You know, so, what the, did you think of of the main plot being that there's like an an alien sort of infestation slowly creeping in to this ship. They're taking over all the boys, turn them into fucking giant bugs. And they want to, because humans have destroyed all of them in all their habitats and stuff. So now they're looking for a new place and they want to invade the Ark. Look, I'm pro animals. I've been vegetarian for two years. So you were anti doctor and co you were, you were pro the villains. Uh, I'm, I'm not pro... I'm pro-friendly protest. Mm-hmm. Uh, would I call that a friendly protest? No. Um, this is the kind of story I like, though. Mm-hmm. I love a, I love the base on the siege story. Mm. This is the kind of... You know, I mentioned Alien at the start. I think it's kind of Alien, you know, mm-hmm. like uh, waking up from the pods. You know, I don't know if Alien had come out. It probably hadn't. Waking up in someone else's bed. Well, this would have been 1975, maybe? I think. So that means yes or no. It would help if I knew when Alien came out, wouldn't it? It is kind of Alien, though. Hey, Google. This again. When did Alien come out? In Australia, Alien came out on the 6th of December, 1979. Alien copied the Ark in Space. Yeah, but no, but. Australia gets shit like 10 Wouldn't years Wouldn't have been later. four years after. It's not like it a six matter. month wait. At most. But it, it, it gave me the vibes. Yeah. Yeah, I see it. It gave me the vibes. So, you know, maybe, maybe, maybe it did copy it. Let's. I don't know. Break it down, y'all. That was really lame. I'm never doing that again. Um, Who the man? <laughs> Sorry, I really need a burp. Can you talk for a second? Sure. Uh, I guess I'll talk about something. Um, Don't worry, I'm back. You can stop talking okay. now. <laughs> <laughs> my, my, yeah. This is my yeah. time to talk. Go ahead. Uh, let's talk about uh, characters in this episode. We got, obviously, Tommy Boy. You notoriously not the biggest Tom. Like, you like Tom as much as your average Joe does, but he's not, like, your top-tier doctor, you know what I'm saying? Can I rebuttal? Uh, sure, but this is what you've said many times. No, I haven't. What? You've so many times been like, Tom, you know, he's not, like... One of my favorite doctors in the world, but like I can appreciate what he did in this episode. That's I, like genuinely what you say like every time we do a I Tom think story. That I'm being a bit um, framed here, folks. Oh fucking! I, okay, just answer. I, what did you think of Tom Baker in this story? I am answering it. <laughs> fucking hell! You didn't even give me a chance to. Yeah, you don't need to go into all the victimization. I literally, I literally opened my mouth and you're like, "Hurry up!" <laughs> all right, I'm telling Talk. you. 
I, I think that Tom is fantastic. Mm. I, I, sorry for enjoying John Pertwee and Sylvester McCoy more. I wasn't even attacking you. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm a bit attacked right now. He's fantastic <laughs> in this. Like, there's a reason why he's just the most... Do you know what's so funny? I was thinking this. The biggest thing I can take away from Tom Baker's Doctor is that if I grew my hair out, like, on the sides more and didn't do a mullet, I would have the exact same hair as him. Same. You got straight hair. I wish I had straight hair. I don't. I have curly hair. I'm sorry. What about we got Liz? You said Harry. You enjoyed Harry. Probably a little bit more than... I enjoyed Harry in, like, a silly way where I'm like, what is this Khan doing now? Like, well, he's just Khan around the ship the whole time. Like, I'm going to press this. Oop. Accidentally I killed don't Sarah like this Jane Harry Smith. Hate. You know, like, I, you know, people like, Harry Sullivan's a piece of shit. And I'm like, no, he isn't. He isn't. I will not be. I love him. I will not be lectured about sexism and misogyny by, by this, this man. man. How do you know that? <laughs> because it's a meme. How do you know that? That's truly good. Yeah, I live in Australia and I'm very aware of Australian politics. Are you? Well, not very. Probably very no stretch. one knows what the fuck we I just know. said. <laughs> Any Australian listener is like, yes, get him, Jules. Yeah, Jules, him, Jules. Was, Jules was there, and so was Harry Sullivan. Mm-hmm. Oh, I, you know, no, he isn't, he isn't. I love him. You like mate. him? You like Quid. I don't like your, quid, your, your mate. this accent you keep doing on this show. Sorry, man. Just trying to keep the uh, dream alive. Look, I, 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 think that, I think that he's actually all right. And I, you know what's just so ridiculously funny is I've never fucking heard anybody talk about him before. <laughs> Literally not a single person. And Harry I, Sullivan, the missing I've, companion. I've I've fucking lived and breathed this show for mm. years, since like 2005, and I've never. Well, he only does once. a season. I know, but so does Bill. Yeah, but not a lot of people talk about Bill. I talk about Bill. Well, I love Bill. Not Stooky Bill, <laughs> but Lady <laughs> Bill. <laughs> <laughs> that was good, man. Thank you. That was a good one. Oh, sorry, I like. I like. <laughs> I like Harry. Okay, yeah, I'm fair. sick of this Harry fucking hate. The thing is, like, there's a whole idea that I have of Harry just being this fool, just walking around. He the, is. The ship. He is. It a doesn't fool. help that he's in socks the whole fucking episode. I like the. The fro, um, it's funny they kind of do a bit where they they imply the scarf is ruined, yeah, which is like funny when it's the most iconic piece of yeah clothing from Doctor Who ever in his second story in his second story, yeah. and it's like fine, yeah, like it's not ruined. Mm-hmm. Spoiler alert, folks. Sarah but, um, Sarah's great in this one as well. Um, oh, I love Liz. She, I think, in in time doesn't get a lot to do because she's like passed out for a few few like parts of the story but there's like great yeah. scenes like that moment it's a beautiful little moment between liz and and tom where she's got to crawl through the air shaft the air vent to get yeah, it he's like you stupid woman you stupid woman i would never trust I such a stupid it. woman like you to do this and it's all him trying to motivate her to do it and he look i don't need your help it's like yeah you do and then she routes around and yeah, pulls, yeah it's, it's kind cute. of like a bit of a cruel way to get her to do it by the end of the day if it's life or death you know whatever you can do to, to get her to find her own power within herself um and there's that lovely moment yeah where where they 
where he like okay, pulls her next, out. Next time I need smiling. a girl do something, I'll just yell sexist shit. Her yeah. See if it. I will not be lectured about sexism yeah. and misogyny by this by man. By this man. And, and at the end, I'll be like, didn't you learn something about yourself? <laughs> look, I, I think I, and look, I know this is not how Doctor Who was written back in the day. You know, we've spoken a lot about how Doctor Who was written by people like my dad, you know, like fucking white men in their 60s no fuck me (laughs) no just like white men in their like 60s who don't talk about like mental health and Mm. if they're feeling sad they have a fucking beer and go to bed (laughs) he hasn't smoked in like 15 years i'm not talking about your dad oh i see okay I wonder where I got my spoken habits from. Yeah. Uh, and, like, and your misogyny and sexism. No, it, uh, but he, he, like, you know, I, I, I wish, I wish in that scene, I was like, I wish there was a bit where, you know, Liz, uh, 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 not Liz, like, um, uh, Sarah, Jane. Sarah would just be like, you know, I, I knew he was still you. Like, you know, just mm. knowing that it's John Purvey's doctor, there is like nothing. Like yeah. and there wasn't in John's Robot. gone. It's mate. like no, no one no one questions it. They're just like there's no there's nothing like Clara in deep breath where it's like, Can I even trust this man? Mm. You know, there's there's none of that. It's no. just like, eh. It's just what the doctor does. He just change if you change your face, I don't know if I could trust you. What if I turned my face into you? Even worse. And I look like you. And we, you have to sit down in the pod every week talking to yourself. That would be the most... I don't know if we could air that. Would you prefer it if I had your personality or my personality, but yours. dressed as you? As in wearing my clothes? No, like I'm wearing your skin. Like I, I oh am you. Oh my God, I this look, is so deep. I look uh, like you. I think the show works because we are mates who are different. I could do it with me. Okay. Well, if yeah. I do it, you know what I'm saying. Yeah, but we'll, we'll see the views drop. I know. <laughs> no, they're like yeah, double yeah. the Aiden. Fuck. <laughs> no, no, no. But it would they, be terrible. They, they drop with me. me as well. You know, if it was if double it was me, me, if it was double me, I just wouldn't shut the fuck up talking the whole time. It would just be one shitty wanky film opinion after another. Well, let's just say one of us is a letterbox here, and it's not me. <laughs> okay. Just um, saying, vibes. Best bit in the episode. Yeah. Came in part one. We've sort of touched on it already. Yeah. But uh, the doc and Harry going under a table and like crawling with the table. And it's like this hilarious bit where this like probe is like trying to shoot them whilst they're crawling around. Do you need your second shoe? No, I suppose not. (laughs) I get that. It's a good scene. Yeah, throwing the shoe. Yeah. And look, I, I heard a lot of people talk about the, the bubble wrap monster mm. and I was like, what's this bubble wrap bullshit they're talking about? Anyway, I saw it. I ain't mad. I'm 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 living in a day <laughs> I ain't and mad. I, I I'm living Fun. in a day and age where you know they didn't have a good budget. Yeah. You know It's okay. I think it's like um a lot of the time the scenes are dark enough that they kinda of get away with it. This for me in terms of like dodgy VFX sort of vibe, uh was my first introduction in Doctor Who in terms of seeing the old paint gun where it's like, it looks like they're shooting a laser, but it's just like paint. Like someone's yeah. gone on Microsoft Paint and just yeah. done it, um, which is, is fine and very of its time. But yeah, the um, the bubble wrap stuff is is fine. The, uh, the full formed monster things are fine, I guess. Like obviously not that threatening in 2024, but 
you know, at the time, I bet they were quite spooky well, in those dark sets. Just your quick thoughts on this. Yeah, like, man. You know, I saw Doug put in the comments um, about how these episodes were meant to be, like, viewed once and mm-hmm. then... Forgotten. You know, forgotten. Uh, what's your thoughts, just quickly, on um, the idea of, like, Classic Who almost becoming, like, a popular thing to watch now? Because I, I said this on Mad Men with a Box podcast saying in the comments, like... It seems like Classic Who's almost become more popular and like people are willing, especially like someone like me, who's like now actually 15 serials deep per se. I've yeah. seen about 15 I and I do want to watch them all. Do you think it's become more popular? Like, do you think people are, I, especially with the box sets now? Like, I think the box sets are a massive thing because here's the thing. I think A, it's more accessible. So you've got the box sets and, and the fact that they're Blu-ray and restored in, in like the film original film prints are remastered a lot of the time and... and that so they all look fantastic, um, and that you also have the Hooniverse on BBC iPlayer, so you can just try a random episode that you've, you've always heard about and throw that on. It, it's Love so that, much yeah. more accessible, which yep, is great, definitely. Yeah. Um, and then B, I think when you are like you know ten to twenty years old, the idea of watching classic Doctor Who is like oh, I don't want to watch that old shit. But as you get older, and at least for me, my um, my what's the word I'm looking for? My my taste in film and TV has has drastically broadened since I've gotten older, and mm. in particular, you know, I don't look for the most fla the the most flash shows. Like, I couldn't think of anything worse than watching the Marvels on Disney Plus. Um, Came out yesterday, but it's like I I love things. The other night I was watching Casablanca and the lovely 4K remaster, yep. which was which was great. And you know, me six years ago, I think. Maybe I would have watched it, but I wouldn't have gotten into it. Do you know what I mean? I might have put it on because I'm like, it's a cult classic, but never would have engaged in it. I think when you're older, you do find that stuff a little easier to watch because you understand the context of the time. Um, and I think if you just get to a certain point and you can just invest yourself in in the performances and the craft of what they are trying to do on a small budget, I, and I think sometimes... You can't quite do that when you're a kid. You're just looking to be entertained. Exactly, yeah. Doug's analogy of thinking of... I think it was Doug that said this. Thinking of it as a play. I yes. think is, is a great way of doing that it. That really know? is. No, that is... That was a bang comment. Mm. Yeah, you know, it's it's so true. Sorry, I'm, I'm bringing up this uh, Mad Men with a box of her live stream a lot, but... Plugging our competitors. One of the, no. <laughs> one of the... <laughs> Fuck those guys. <laughs> one of the guests made a really good point. Again, saying... Um, you know, Classic Who is something to be viewed after being a fan, for, I think, for a long time. Yeah. Like, the the fact that you, you love the show and then you go and delve into these classics. Like, you know, there's there's no way you would recommend this shit to someone who's trying to get into the show. Yeah. But I think, I generally think, and I, I know, I, 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 I'm kind of fucking bipolar with fucking classic who like i love it one day and i hate the next mm. like I, I i understand that but it is like but that seriously. it is like that i'm sorry but i i i enjoy being a classic who fan with with this serial mm. like you know I, I really i think i enjoyed it more than the last two episodes we did which was uh robot and um terror of the autons terror of the autons which surprised me because i love pertwee uh or pertway you know, I think it's just interesting to me. I don't know. This one really. No, it, it's so fair though. Like I, even now for me, and I've watched, you know, well over half of classic who now. Um, and still like, I will get one of these new box sets and be watching them all for the first time. And like, I'll like find an absolute banger and then I'll just get a story. And it's such a dud that mm. I struggle to get into the stories that come after it. Cause I yeah. feel a little bit 
blah about it all. God, these Canadian clubs are making me burp like crazy. I'm like trying so hard to like not. Hey, man. It's the, the uh, it's the suds. The suds. But yeah, so so I don't think you're alone on that. I think Classic Who's very hit or miss. Um, there are some stories out there which you are going to hate to go through, but you can't blame me every time just because I do the schedule and pick no, the episodes because we're going to no. have to watch them all eventually. No, and, look, and you don't want to do all the hits at the start and just have to do all the shit ones down the line. Can I just say, and I've, I've noticed I've said a few controversial things on the show. Like I made a joke about euthanasia last week, which I thought was maybe a bit too far. Um, I look, I say bits because I'm trying to be funny and entertaining. Mm. And, you know, I know I make fun of Aiden. The truth is that I love him and I'm not actually mad at him. It's uh, guy love. It's all it is. It's guy love. It's mine and his. It's guy love. Is this from Mean guys. Girls? Or? It's from Scrubs. Ah. Uh, the musical episode. Which I have, classic, and I have seen all the Scrubs, except for season nine. I've recently just got back into rewatching it. I'm on season eight now. Weren't you watching along with the... The podcast, and I fell a bit behind on the pod. Oh, so it was like early season eight. Um, I don't think I can watch Scrubs again. I'm sorry. Really? Just because of the length? No, I, I love it. I love a network show like that. Mm-hmm. I just don't think that I could. Can I, can I say something? Sure. Quickly. Um, so I got this... Um, this bug's been going around my house mm. and I got it really late on Monday and I was watching the England versus um, Indian game mm. and it ended and I was like really sick. It's like, it's like a 24 hour Tommy bug. And I, I thought, oh, do you know what? I know I'm going to have weird fever dreams tonight. So I'm going to watch the Soprano season two final, right. which is notoriously an episode where Tony gets, it's a season final where Tony gets food poisoning and has like a load of weird fever dreams. And it's my favorite episode of Surprise mm-hmm. of all time. And I rewatched it and I was like, fuck, The Surprise is such a great show. Yeah. And I gotta like, do it. I, I rewatched last night on YouTube, like all these like analysis videos. And I was like, and by the way, I did have weird fever dreams, but I was like, God damn. Like I, I do want to, I do want to hit other TV shows. Like, I mean, I've watched White Lotus. Like I've, I've, I'm watching a new True Detective. Like, I, I am watching new shit, but no I'm No like, one's adding at you, Connor. I, I feel a bit added, you know? <laughs> By the void. I mean, I said to you I said to you today, I'm like, look, man, like, I would love to... I, I respect you so much for watching the stuff that you do and the amount that you do, but I just can't do it anymore, man. I can't do that with shows. I don't watch a lot of TV, but I, um, I watch a lot of movies, yeah. You used to be the opposite. I flip flop a lot. Remember, but you used to be like really. TV, there was a time on this t- on this show, sorry, yeah. where you were like, "TV's to go." Yeah. Now I flip flop. Now I think I'm at the. Now I just sort of prefer that like smaller narrative, the like narrative. two hours. I, I get that. I, I don't want to come back every week for ten weeks or whatever. Like I don't mind it. Like, and I do love TV, but well, all of Ted dropped at once. But. I thought it was good. Yeah, I, no, I, I don't have a problem. I, it looked I watched all right. It. I watched it. I thought it was. I thought it was good. I liked it. Ark in space. Yes. Y- yes. So we're okay. Oh, with the- Can I just say quickly though? So what do you think of? Okay, just uh, not to tangent off again, but can I just say? I remember someone tell me what Confidential this was from uh, years ago. Watching Confidential in the UK, I remember seeing uh, someone was referring to this episode from an episode in Russell's era. I don't know. They were like, hey, they were, we were trying to take inspiration from this. A scene in Arkham Space where a guy gets touched and the infection spreads and every time you see him in a different scene, it spread more. I don't know what episode 
the controversial was from. Um, what could that be? Who gets an infection in an episode? It wasn't Wars and Mars before you said it. No, no. Um, but I remember seeing that and being like, what on God's green earth green. is this episode? Mm. And now I finally watched it. Um, I love that, you know, the slow transition. I think, I think, and I, I always try to think this with Classic Who, like, you know, it's very easy now to watch it in 2024 and be like, you know, I've... Bubble wrap. Do you think I don't have my fucking sister and mum walk past when I'm watching it going, what is this shit? You know, you, you think I don't have that? Do you like the guy in the bubble wrap sleeping bag? Yes. Yes, I, I actually do. Because yeah. I respect it, Aiden. Yeah, man. Okay? Yeah. I respect it. Okay? Respect. I, I've been on a few film sets. You know, I know it ain't easy. <laughs> you know? <laughs> I know it ain't easy. You know, like, I understand. Like, you know, like... But I had a very special moment today. I guess we'll, uh, you know, I, I hadn't seen my nephew George for seven days. He'd been in Cervantes, which is about two hours away. And um, I was watching, he was asleep in my sister's room. And, you know, I was watching Ark in Space Part 4. And he ran out, he saw me, and he was really excited. It was so cute. And I don't get gushy normally, but I was like, man, I really fucking miss this kid. Like, right. So I really missed him. And I was watching Ark of Space part four when he came out and, you know, he came and sat down on the couch with me and I was hugging him and the, the green bugs were coming out and I was like, look, and he was like, he loved it. And I'm like, isn't this beautiful? Yeah. Like, isn't this beautiful? You're making a hoovian out of him. We're, I'm sorry. You're making a hoovian out of him. <laughs> yeah. But it's like, you know, this was from like, what, the 70s? Like, yeah. like isn't that beautiful? Mm. Like. Even Real to this day, if there's anything you can take away from Doctor Who, it's like, you know, the kids love it. They, you know, it's like he was, he didn't, he didn't care about, he didn't see hmm. set design or all he saw was an interesting character, which yeah. was these buggy things, and love he it. loved it. You know, we've got to talk about those iconic sets, though. Please go ahead. The sets are fantastic, absolutely incredible. This. Yeah, like I love like the two stories of it. It feels very much like. You know, stories like New Earth and there's a few others um, in... Satellite 5? In Doctor Who, where... where Satellite 5 vibes with the exterior shots. Oh, yeah, definitely Satellite yeah. Vibe. Yeah. Satellite 5 vibes there. Satellite vibe. <laughs> it was a Satellite vibe, yeah. Um, but, no, like, I was thinking, like, New Earth. You know, like, there's that shot where they look up and there's all the different, like, cells with the infected people in? Yes. This feels very, like, reminiscent of that. Russell, I'm shaking my fist. Just stealing all his best ideas he from loves Doctor it. Who. He loves it. From Classic Who. Yeah, um, so I, I love the sets, and I even love, like, the corridor sets. I wish they played a little bit more with the idea of the power being off, because those opening scenes where the power's off are really oh, quite definitely. spooky. I love... I was about this earlier this week, that I think my first movie that I watched and sort of understood that people actually thought about this and put thoughts into the shots they chose, into the lighting of scenes and performances they were actually intentional about stuff, was Alien. Yes. And so I actually think, because my dad showed me that at quite a young age. Yeah. Um, and I actually think that that is part of why I really love really deep space. Mm. I don't want to say, yeah, deep space sci-fi. Like I, I don't, sci-fi isn't my go-to thing. Doctor Who is sort of like a, my one main sci-fi thing. But when I'm watching movies and stuff, I don't really watch much sci-fi or anything like that. But my favorite episode of Doctor Who, and I bring this up all the time on the show, is when they do something that feels like a deep space episode. Yeah. Um, 
that's why I love Bad Wolf and Pounding of the Way so much is because it's like dark, dingy space corridors. You know, like Laser Tag? Um, you know, there's one in, in Junalop called Dark Light. Yeah. Junalop was... is a suburb somewhere in WA. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. And, and it's got Dark Light and it's that dark, deep space. Is it still line. called Dark Light? It is called Dark Light. Holy still, smokes. Yeah. It's like the same name since I was a kid. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that, that vibe that Alien has about it. I love when Doctor Who sort of delves into that a God, little bit. you'll absolutely love Sarah Jane Adventures episode four. I can't wait. That is a laser tag episode. Woof. Yeah. But Ark in Space, they, uh, like, the, 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 do you know what I mean? Those opening scenes before they get the power on? Is, totally. Is really cool. I absolutely get that. And also, I think, like, sound design-wise, like, they they play with silence a lot, you know? Yeah. There's a lot of scenes where silence is used. Yeah, where the score cuts out. and score yeah, cuts out. on that. Um Good way as hell that I've watched all four parts is me talking about the ending. Mm, yeah, uh, yeah. They, that's I've got to test you. Like every time we do a classic, who I've got to ask is, you a question about. And part by four. the way, that that became a big meme. Good. Even Geek's handbag messaged me and was like, "Hey, you know, uh, <laughs> can't do a fucking review if you're not watching the fucking episode." It's like, yeah, I wonder if that's ever happened on my podcast. I was like, "Look, you know, <laughs> I can honestly say it only happened once." Uh, but I, 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 I have seen all four episodes. I can mm. confirm it. Um, by the way, I think a, a, a continuous thing, which I, I, I noticed from uh, uh, last week, was Sarah was upset that the creatures had to die. Mm-hmm. And she was upset that the robot had mm. to die. Sarah is such a beautiful character. Yeah, she's looking out. That she always cares about she she always sees the 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 kind side in even if they're trying to be evil like mm-hmm. she always sees the kindness mm-hmm. and like i think eventually that's what the doctor you know we always see with fucking the doctor nowadays like well not jody but <laughs> not jody Sutter, she's like kill those darks <laughs> but like you know Graham, was, get your cancer <laughs> yeah get it you know but it was i guess it was I guess in like David Tennant's Doctor mostly was like, you know, I'll always give you a chance, you know, and like... But that was his arc as well. Part that was of his arc. arc. Was that. You know, he but tries to kill all the Ratnos kids. I warned you. <laughs> yeah, I know he killed the Ratnos kids. <laughs> no, I get your point. But it's like, point. yeah, you know, it's like, I, I love how Sarah always gave him the benefit of the doubt, you know, yeah. and, and she is actually kind of, she is distressed again that it came to this. Like she mm-hmm. is that beautiful character that yeah. it's no wonder she had a spin-off. It's no wonder people love Sarah so much. Mm-hmm. Uh, Liz Sladen, who we, we send our love to you, Liz, like, you know, love beautiful. What, can we talk about the ending a little bit? Of course. A few please. things to talk about there. Firstly, uh, I love me like an old school when Doctor Who has like a little practical spaceship on a, like, you know, they've yeah. done a miniature and they blow it up. That stuff's always fun. Yeah. Um, so killing those fucking the leader bug man um, takes the other bug man in the shuttle yeah so his human side sort of takes over and he holds on for dear life um it's sad in the way man it is and he does they they say it's like the human sacrifice right it is it is he goes and launches There's, there's that great scene with tom where he's about to launch the shuttle and sacrifice himself and get like blown up and then the other guy saves him um but yeah end of the day uh yeah uh, bug leader human man blows up the escape shuttle or whatever and so all them bug people the bug homies are gone dead um and now they want to go and return see if earth is still habitable return all of these humans that are on 
the Ark to Earth. Um, but you know they want to. They've got to fix the teleports. They can only send like three people down at a time at the moment. So the Doc, Harry, and Sarah have a cute fucking ending. I love that ending so much. Where they're like, "Yeah, let's go down and let let's make sure we can get that teleport working on the other end or something." And and they all step on there. And the Doctor's like, "I didn't, I didn't invite you to. I was going to do this on my own." And then it's like that cute sort of thing where they're like, "We're well, going to do this. We're going to do it yeah. together." Like that, yeah. that sort of vibe. And they get changed in the TARDIS. They get their rain gear and wellies on. It's funny they do change. I like that. Yeah, it's like they know that where they're going through in the next episode is like a a bit of a, bit a, bit of a muddy cliff. So can I can I take a guesstimate here? Yeah, they return to Earth and the Sontarans have taken over. Uh, it's not that far, but they return. They go to Earth, and there's some Sontarans hanging out. Pretty. It's not like it's been invaded and occupied by Sontarans. Of, War of the Sontarans, if you ask me. I'm not looking forward. Well, I'm looking forward to next week in terms of the story, but I'm not looking forward to on the Blu-ray. And it was so it was impossible to get a replacement disc in Australia for him, I think. But um, the first part of the Sontaran two-parter, the audio's like really tinny, and like just wasn't. Was that your disc only? Or? No, no, no. It, it's everyone's. They, they did uh, replacement discs for everyone. Ah, um, but okay. in Australia, Australia doesn't give a fuck. So they were like, <laughs> they were like no thanks. Who cares down under? I was like emailing them and it was like, no response. Like, great. Thanks. Right. Uh, so I'm dreading that. But yeah, did, did you like all that stuff at the end there? Wholesome ending, but also sad ending with the explosions and killing the bugs. Yeah. No, I thought, I thought um, all in all, I think that part three for me was probably the weakest. Mm-hmm. Um, I felt like there was a little bit of, um, you know, bit of filler here yeah. and there, but one and two, which again, unlike me, watched literally back to back. Part three, eh, four, really enjoyed it. Yeah, and I think it leads into. Should I say next week? I don't know, but mm-hmm. like you know, it leads in really well. Yeah, it's like, really nice. Yeah, nice little cliffhanger. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm uh, on board with it. I uh, think it. it I think it goes pretty fast. I don't think it gets too bogged down at any. No, I, any I points. don't think so either. And yeah. I, and I think the plot as well. It's like really nice because it's like just enough plot that it's not overcomplicated. It's I was literally about to say that. Yeah, it's like these aliens are trying to yeah. turn the humans into aliens, take over this. I was just about to say that. I think I think what 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 makes it so good is that it it's it is like a kind of simple storyline that mm-hmm. doesn't have too many characters. Yeah. The villain is quite simple in the best way possible. Mm-hmm. It works as a base on the siege story, and I really found myself enjoying it. You spend your you find yourself spending way more time just with the characters. Yes, which is really nice. Which is what I like. You know, Did like, you like the the humans? Like not not obviously the Tardis oh, team, sure. but like you know, it, it, unfortunately, I feel like a lot of classic stories like the 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 guest cast of the week kind of gets a bit thrown away. Mm-hmm. Uh, sure, you know, I, I suppose like one of them died, and I was like, "Who? Okay, Rip. all right." Like, all, also, he could have walked away. Like, he could have <laughs> ran away. He just kind of he kind of stands there and it's like, ah, as a literally a slug. <laughs> it's moving pretty slow, mm-hmm. but he decides to stand there for ten seconds screaming, and and he's made he's made us some try over me. That she runs through the door and he's like, "So and so's dead." So okay, I, it, if that was my friend, I would prefer he tried a little harder. Uh-huh. Um, can I just say though, um, I haven't seen a classic episode with the Sontaran, so I'm very excited. Yes, you have. We watched the two Doctors. 
Oh my fucking god. Yeah. Shit. Don't worry, I forgot about it too. Fuck, I have. I always forget they're in that fucking story. I forget I've seen that story and I've seen it twice. That's kind of that's kind of loosely though. There's they're the that, main villain in it. There's that weird fucker who's trying to cook Perry. <laughs> He's kind of the main villain. <gasps> Dude, he? the two doctors is cooked. Isn't he that is a cook story? That's right? fucked up. That that shouldn't be legal. There was I felt icky watching that. Yeah, I felt icky. It was like we're on our last leg. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, true. I have. All right. Sorry. Um, but well, yeah. My first proper... Full-blown Sontaran. Do you know what I love as well? I'm going to do another full serial because I've done... Full oh, series. we should say um, Valyard. Um, oh, of course. Has passed. That's very sad, isn't it? Uh, I don't, I'm sorry. I don't know his name, but... Um, Michael... Fuck. No, I'm going to get his name out of... I will just yeah. say this while you do that. Um, I think the Valyard was incredible as a villain. Mm-hmm. Is it a villain? Can you say that, I guess? He's a villain, yeah. All right, cool. It's been a while since I watched it. but Michael, no, I, Michael Jason. Yeah, you know, I I, I, I think, yeah, I, I guess like, you know I, know, I don't know, a lot of people have said that like Toby Jones' character in Amy's Choice is similar to the Valyard and I yeah, think it's an fun. incredibly interesting character that I've always found fascinating. Uh, I thought he was great. Playing into that darker side of the Doctor. Exactly, really yeah. Yeah, it's, so R.I.P. Michael Jason. He's an awesome part of Doctor Who lore and history. And Crazy. Um, he did like a photo shoot like a week ago or something. Yeah, I've seen a few. Um, I think he does a few of the behind the sofas. I think I've seen him on one before. I could be making that shit up completely. But for season 20. Yeah, I think he must be that one with Colin. Yeah. Um, yeah. They, they did one for trial, didn't they? Yeah. Do you own that set? Yeah. 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 Um, but yeah, it's going to be awesome for you doing a full season. I like this going I, through week by full, week. It's quite, I actually really it's been like good, it. Hasn't it? I think it. I think it actually also helps. So yeah, like, and I'm not. I'm not against like say if fucking Russell's like oh the Autons are coming back in season one. Like I'm not against like doing Pertwee's fucking first episode with the Autons. But like, yeah, I think if we're also just for an audience standpoint following along with us, it's like yeah, you know. So maybe we like, like pick seasons and we run season by season. I'm. Actually, not against that. Okay, okay. Because I, I also feel like just running around each season is kind of trippy. Yeah, I agree. Like, yeah, it'll be nice yeah. to have a, a bit of flow. And I like it. And I know you only, I know you kind of only did it because of this uh, loose connection. But it's like, yeah. Maybe we've found something good here. I'd happily... Look, and I know I had to explore some darker sides, like, you know, Trout and stuff. Dude, like, 60s who, week by week, I can't. Like, I didn't mind 62, but I feel like if we talk about it week by week, that's going to be a struggle. But isn't that the point? To torture ourselves? Well, look, I'm also, I'm also obviously uh, understanding that people are watching and want to be entertained. Mm. Um, I'd like to think we could bring a good spin to it. Okay. All right. Uh, look, you heard it here first, guys. Every- I, ain't, I ain't trying to say we should do it. But- <laughs> every, every fortnight, we're going to be doing a classic Who review and we're going to be going season by season, not from like, like we're not like, we're not going to go on to season 13. Now we finish season 12, but we'll finish season 12 and then we'll go, let's do a Pertwee season now. Well, this right? is the funny part of the show where I, I'm sure you guys, you know, you know how well the show is run. You probably think that we know this kind of thing. This is the fun part of the show where I ask Aiden, mm-hmm. what are we doing next week? Next week, folks. Oh, <laughs> let's I get excited. I have no idea. <laughs> Next week it is. I should our, start bringing in ideas. Maybe it's our monthly ranking. Okay, so we're doing another season. Yeah, so we've been okay. ranking seasons of Doctor Who, and, what and are we now doing it's now becoming too? a monthly segment. No, so I thought 
we could do like just random season. So that way we're not doing... Because if we do all of Russell's seasons, that's where oh, all the views are. I see. And if we review Jody's seasons, the, I'm sorry to say it, the views on the channel aren't quite where they are when we're doing Russell's season. So I can we just like pull random seasons, shake it up, kind of like with the collection box sets, how they come out randomly. So next week. What if you pulled out your fucking... Let's do it. Let's go crazy, mate. Let's do series six. That's <laughs> with second series. We're going to rank every oh, episode I love it. of Doctor Who series six I actually kind of vibe that. Yeah? I do. Well, we're running a show here, mate. I do. I kind of vibe that. We got good stuff. Lots of cool stuff happening on the pod. Lots of some sneaky guests lined up, but all that stuff's sort of going to come into fruition much later in the year. So I love that. We, we I, I will say this. Yeah, we do have a lot of stuff cooking in the background. I think mm. that um, a lot of stuff does happen that we don't tell you guys because there is a it's a bit of a it's a bit of a uh, a curse where when we say it, they get it doesn't happen. Yeah. Or, <laughs> or get cancelled. <laughs> But yeah, we have been cooking um, in the background with, with some cool, some actually really cool stuff, which I think will surprise you mm. and uh, be really interesting. And yeah, we, we are constantly working on the show. I hope you guys know. Can I get a rating for Arc of Space out of 10, please, Connor? Bef- I just want to throw context in there. I've been saying when I rate Sarah Jane Adventures, I'm not going to ever compare those scores to the scores I give to New Who. And I'm going to start sort of doing that with Classic Who because I don't think you can be... Of no course. classic who is going to com- like a nine out of nine classic yes. who is not going to compare to a nine out of nine so we're, we're talking watching this at the time well it's more so let's just compare it to the 26 seasons of classic who and that's sort of our our thing so we can I'm compare this in between i would give it a i would give it a 7.5 yeah i give it 7.5 as well fist bump banger of a story i was one. tossing with an eight yeah. i think i have been sent more with a classic episode mm. but i i think dead set like seriously like it it was actually really enjoyable which was the most en- enjoyable thing was considering everyone said i would hate it yeah so you know i i actually did i think that's the biggest shot mm-hmm. takeaway is that i actually did enjoy that's it right. so um so we'll be really enjoying watching classic Who at the moment so we'll be back next week to talk series six but in a fortnight's time we'll continue season 12 and we'll be doing this on the- experiment so classic with season four being called uh, Sontaran Strategy. And it's like, you, you can see where they get it from. They just copy it, mate. That's, copy why, I love, that's why I love watching Classic Who because you do get the mm. references and stuff. It's like, yeah, it's it's awesome. Love the show, Connor. Good stuff today. Love and, our um, show? Yeah. Oh, thank you, man. I, I love it. Can I just say, man, this this cringe, cringe, cringe alert. show ram, means ram, so much ram, to me. Ram, cringe, cr- 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 cringe alert. Can I say it? Cringe alert. This actually does mean so much to me, and I, I don't know if I get to thank you a lot. And uh, Aiden, I saw at the pub the other night, you were very drunk, I but was. I still love seeing you. I, it was and, not uh, a- our tweet went hard <laughs> I ran to you, and uh, I love doing the show with you, and I, I love that people even give a shit about what we say. So It's a blast, as you know, always. We're, we're keeping the dream alive, and, and thank you all for watching, because I, I really do fucking appreciate it more than you can ever believe thank you for doing this with me connor and thank you listeners for sticking through with us in a time where dog two isn't the most exciting it's you ever, ever asked been. about the glasses no i'm, I'm not gonna they're my decide. safety glasses at work are uh, you wearing when you're having sex uh it's aiden and connor's podcast jesus we're doing doctor who reviews doctor who doing doctor who reviews do you see matt smith texted judy being like good job mate Good job. You did great. I don't watch The Crown anymore, though. Did you read that?
Did he say that? He, yeah, he was like, I loosely follow it, but I'm a bit more up to date with Doctor I Who. I ain't in it. Did he actually say that? He said, I don't watch The Crown, but I watch Doctor Who. I'm, I'm uh, misquoting him here, but... <laughs> <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't think he watches Doctor Who, but I think he like follows it a, a bit closer. Uh, he, he says, uh, like, I like to keep an eye on Doctor Who. Is what I, he says. Yeah, I think... I, I don't expect... I think even Peter's like... I don't expect anyone to watch Doctor Who. Fuck Doctor Who. Doctor Who. <laughs> fuck that shit back. show. I, they have to pay me a million fucking dollars to come back. I ain't, I ain't doing that shit again. 